Hello, everyone, and welcome to our daily Ag Newsmaker interview. I'm Lori Boyer, and Roger Cryon is joining me, American Farm Bureau Federation Chief Economist. And thank you so much for joining me here today, Roger, as we talk about some different things that AFBF is working on. And we're just we're getting a lot of numbers to absorb right now between the census of ag and farm revenue and what the farm economy looks like and fertilizer prices up and down and all kinds of different things going on right now. So can I just ask you, like, what is topping your desk right now and things that you're working on? Oh, what are we working on? Well, we are anticipating uh, doing a lot of work on the uh, ag census, uh, using those numbers to tell stories about what farmers are doing and what farmers are going through. Um, one of the things in particular we, that we uh, are interested in looking at these things for is to tell us the stories about what we what we need for the next farm bill, because the next farm bill is, is pretty darn important. Um the uh, the ag the ag we're also of course with Farm Bureau working on issues of agricultural labor and how how systems can provide us a, a solid market um, supply of, of labor so so farmers can produce anything and everything in the U S as opposed to just those things that are mechanized uh, they can be done with limited limited uh, labor um, we're we're just very busy on a whole lot of things here at Farm Bureau. So back to the ag census there, kind of where we started, what are, as an economist, what are some of the things that you have seen so far? What are some of the things that you look for in that report? There's, there's an enormous amount of detail in the agricultural census every five years. It's a, it's a wonderful source of information. It's a wonderful way to understand uh, agriculture, agriculture generally. Uh, the, some of the top, top line things that have come through and in particular, the, the kind of disappointing part is that, uh, that we lost 142,000 farms in the last five years. Uh, even maybe even more disappointing, we lost 100. And, we lost 20. We lost 20 million acres of farmland. Um, you know, there's a there's a long history of 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 consolidation. Um, you know, we 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 think it's important that um, that there's opportunities for farms of all size. Uh, it's not a surprise when you've got uh, fewer farms, though. It is a surprise when you've got less farmland because those farmers that are out there uh, trying to make a living um, and we hope trying to make a decent living uh, farming, you know, they need they need that land. They need that those resources. Uh, the world needs American farmland. These 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 ideas in some parts of the world that that the way to save the planet is to is to farm less land. I think are missing. <clears throat> kind of missing the point. We need we need the farmland to feed a growing population, and we need uh, farmers to manage the lands because um, the most sustainable way to manage land is is, is actively. It's uh, farmers farmers and ranchers do an awful lot to maintain sustainability of, of land. You mentioned consolidation. Other reasons that we're losing farmland. What are you, what else are you seeing in there? Well, we've got. Um, Farmers just have a lot of challenges. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's, there is urbanization. That's, that's an issue in some areas. Um, houses growing up where farms used to be. I think a bigger issue is that, uh, just some folks are giving up and some, some land is laying fallow because the challenges of farming are just so, so substantial. And that's one of the reasons why I think that's one of the reasons I think one of the reasons many of us think that, uh, it's really important that we get an updated farm bill in order to maintain um, the kind of uh, health 
for farmers to get through and to produce sustainably that, that they need. Roger, my question is, what does an organization like AFBF do right now as you're waiting to find out what's happening next with the Farm Bill? Well, we're always advocating for Farm Bill getting done sooner rather than later. And there's, there's those on the Hill that are working very hard. Um, uh, I know um, Chairman Thompson is very interested on the House side, is very interested in, in moving something soon. He's talked about moving something um, as, as soon as March out of the committee, um, if he can. But of course, all, all of this really depends on, on how Congress functions overall. As you, as you indicated, the, the budget discussions are, are um, kind of the looming large. Um, if those can get settled before the deadlines in early March, then there's a lot of other things that can get done this year. And if they, and if they can't, if they get kicked down the road, that'll be a challenge for agriculture and for a farm bill. Let me get back to the ag census for a second. You know, I don't want to skip that over. I, I, I think it's important to let everybody know what an incredibly rich source of data this is. It tells us just about everything you'd want to know about agriculture, not just these, some of these top line items, but, it, but, but a remarkable amount of detail for, uh, things like land use practices and, uh, conservation practices and data on use of precision agriculture. That's something new. Data on operators' ages, age and demographics and the farm labor and hiring practice. An enormous amount of detail broken out by commodity, uh, the primary commodity farm identifies with. Uh, each each farm is identified as, as primarily one particular thing or another. And when you look at the way the data is broken out to that, you can tell an awful lot. See an enormous amount of detail on, for example, cotton farms or beef ranches or feedlots or dairy farms or, or corn farms or soybean farms. The kind of detail that, this, that, the, that the census offers is just kind of mind-boggling. And the challenge really is to, is to pull it out and put it into useful, useful form to do analysis to help you understand. But the, really, the, the amount of detail in here is, is incredible. And um, it's really important for a whole lot of reasons, including... You know, allowing the policymakers to, to understand how folks farm, to help understand where the farmers are, where the, where the supply is, to understand uh, what kind of potential impact weather will have because, because you understand where, where the land is, where the farmland is, where the, where the production is. Um, it's important for, for um, addressing hunger because hunger uh, is only solved with food. You know, you can, you can address hunger with a checkbook if it, if, if the food is there, but you can't address hunger with the checkbook if there's no food. So it's just an incredible source of data for almost everything that goes on in agriculture. And it's, it's really important that farmers uh, appreciate that, that they continue to participate and serve every five years. I know we're four years off from the next one. We're actually more like three years off from the next one, but it's, it's really important that farmers uh, and ranchers continue to participate in NASS the NAS survey, especially for the Ag Census. Not directly related to the Ag Census discussion, but definitely going hand in hand. Being the chief economist at AFBF, Roger, I want to ask you about net farm cash income, getting reports and in other interviews, I'm hearing that it's going to be lower in 2024. Do you concede with that? Yeah, um, prices are, are lower. Um, the 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 Product, you know, lost a lot of the farm product prices are are lower. The input prices are lower, but only a little bit lower. They're, they don't they don't drop like like the like the farm gate prices for the for the for the farmers. 
you know, the farm prices go up and down pretty wildly. The input prices, aside from a couple things like fuel and sometimes fertilizer, those go up and they tend to stay up. And that's kind of a long-term challenge. So it'll be a, it'll, it won't be the worst year. Uh, 2024 will be the worst year, but it will certainly will be tougher than 2022 and 2023 were. And do you have any recommendations on how to mitigate or what to be prepared for moving forward through the rest of this year and in, into the near future after that? We would love to see an updated farm bill that provides, you know, price reference prices that, that meet the current market. You know, one of the problems with the current reference price, uh, the, the current Title I programs, the reference prices are, are constrained, even with an adjuster that was put into place in the last farm bill that the reference prices can't go up to more than 115% of the statutory reference prices that were set some time ago. Those are, those aren't, those mean that the Title I programs, the traditional commodity programs, aren't really doing much for, for most crops. Um, it is really important that, that farmers, uh, take a look at their crop insurance options because crop insurance really has become probably the most important thing to protect farmers from from low prices, uh, but even there, there's an awful lot of the, awful lot of these programs don't necessarily cover margins. Um, those that do uh, can help take care of uh, a year like this one, where where the where the prices are coming down, but the but the real issue is that the that the, the costs are still high. All farmers, I mean, farmers, are constantly looking for ways to to do better be more productive. They are more productive every year than they were last year. We wish the best for every one of them. Look forward to them getting through the next year. Roger, we're out of time for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Lori. Chief Economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation, Roger Cryan, my guest. I'm Lori Boyer.